Wake Up America with Captain Sano may involve content that is objectionable to thin-skinned babies. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Wake Up America with Captain Sano, your first choice for truth, freedom, and the American dream. As always, I am your host, Captain Insano. Today we have uh, some viewer questions. We also will discuss the school shooting in Oxford, Michigan. Is it the kids' fault? Is it the parents' fault? Is it society's fault? My answer may surprise you. However, we gotta go pay some bills, so we'll be right back after these messages. Do you hate the holiday season? Does it drive you insane? Are you going to snap if one more caroler asks for some figgy pudding? Never fear, Captain Sano is here with all your self-defense needs this holiday season. Not expecting guests? Don't worry. Uh, now we have sound-activated pepper gel on the ready. Rated at over 1 million Scovilles. As soon as they knock, it activates, shooting them square in the eyes. Should blind or incapacitate them. Potentially permanently. That's not all. Call or text 740-280-6915 for other options this holiday season. Once again, that number is 740-280-6915. Welcome back to the show. So, as many of you know, in the news, there was another school shooting in Oxford, Michigan. And the suspect has finally been named, even though there was time where it was, wasn't named, and there's a lot of speculation as to who it was. And uh, you had your fringes on either side of the political spectrum trying to, you know, uh, play their game. You had a lot of the far right using Coulter's Law and everything else, but we know who it is now. Uh, and this, uh, this perpetrator, who I will not name, uh, he clearly used the fact that he's been in an active shooter drill to his advantage in this situation, and it's unfortunate. But this leads to a bigger problem. This student had apparently had some sort of behavior problems, had been seen by... They'd had appointments within him, uh, with him and his parents at, at the school about his behavior. This also included the morning of the shooting. The morning of the shooting, he was in the office with his parents and the staff, and they were speaking about his behavior problems. What this leads me to, this leads me to believe that they had to have assumed something was coming. There's also students who flat out skipped that day. Did he tell the students or did they know something was up? Also, apparently the FBI was aware of the, that this kid was, uh, was a problem. They, his, uh, journal has been, and a few other things have been, uh, confiscated. And say, and there's a video on his phone uh, where he's talking about wanting to just shoot the school up. 
Now, of course, this kid is guilty as sin, and he is definitely 100% at fault for his own actions. But is this also the fault of the school? Is this also the fault of the parents? I say yes to both. The school knew that there was a problem, and they did not... Uh, they did not handle it properly. Because if they knew that there was a problem at the level that they were assuming this, uh, they had to have thought that something was... If they thought something was severe enough to bring parents in for a sit-down interview with the kid, uh, clearly there's things going on in the school and they are not keeping an eye on it. There are multiple parents who are upset about the handling of this situation and there have been things sent out in the past about from this in this within this last year about uh problems with the school how the school is handling situations amongst students and with there being violence and other things and this is not an area that should really have they shouldn't this area wasn't known for this it this is a new uh new kind of thing but where i'm gonna go go really hard on is it is the parents and not just specifically his parents directly, but just the parents in general have uh, have failed an entire generation of kids. We don't kids have not been properly raised, um, and I'm not even talking about discipline. I don't I I am not necessarily 100% along the lines of beat your kids to teach them a lesson, and that's why the kids are how they are these days. They are be- because parents. Uh, sat them in front of a TV instead of actually instead of reading them a book. Children need to be nurtured, and they clearly have not been nurtured. And people have relied on the school system way too heavily to raise their kids. And kids in the school system is not fit to raise your kids. They are fit. They are barely fit to educate them. So. Ex- now, I don't know if the parents of this shooter are necessarily those types of parents, but the fact of the matter is this is not the first time that this uh, student <clears throat> had, like, these parents had been talked to about their student's behavior. Now, their son's, be- they, the father of the perpetrator went out and bought a gun on Black Friday and had ammo and had the gun and ammo somewhere available that the that the son was able to find it and bring it with him to school that morning the same morning that he was in an uh, in the office with the student and a faculty member so he goes home and doesn't notice that his gun and all this ammo is missing or does he go home notice that it's not where he thought it was or whatever uh either way uh these parents did a very poor job and the father is likely going to face jail time or at least some sort of probation because of uh failing to uh failing to keep his firearm uh, safe from others. Uh, With his son being charged as an adult, that might get him a little bit more leniency as opposed to the case where a father's two-year-old son shot his wife in the face uh, on Zoom. But I digress on that. 
we really need to uh, we really need to take another look at how we're raising our kids. You know, kids are crying at at the restaurant, and instead of trying to do something to uh, to see what their problem is, or like, yeah, sometimes kids are fussy and they cry. They just sit there and they put the iPad in front of them, or they put a phone in front of them with a video. I cannot imagine. Uh, like I was a difficult kid to raise. I cannot imagine my parents ever doing anything like that with me. Like I'm misbehaving and then I get rewarded with a with a with you know a video game or a TV or like it's it's just teaching this it's just teaching a new level of entitlement. I understand that the children are annoying you. So give them a punishment instead of a reward. Like, yeah, you're at a restaurant and you want to finish your meal and this kid won't shut up and they, they're they just being... Well, then they... You just... I don't know. There's, there's various answers to this. Like, I have a long list of ways that you could handle these types of scenarios but I'm not even going to get into that now all I know is four kids are dead because of a failure of the system and one kid who thought that he uh, thought that it was his right to take other people's lives and this is something that isn't going to change until we take a long, hard look at how we are raising our children. I've been having a relatively uh, passionate discussion with one of the listeners of the show and talking about what it is going to take to get back our freedom at the... uh, where it is going to be similar to the level of freedom that we had uh, probably before the terrorist attacks. Now, I was a child uh, when 9-11 happened. I was 13 years old. I did not understand the scope of the consequences that were going to come and I did not realize what level of freedom I was losing because I hadn't been an adult yet I didn't get to live that life as an adult where I got to watch my freedom slowly be stripped away uh, via the uh, Patriot Act and other other factors now uh, those things definitely played uh there's 
so many other things that happened, but I've gotten to see all those things through my lifetime grow and become more and more where I feel like I've never truly actually got to understand what Amer what American freedom as it is as we hear about it in the when we're growing up when we're taught in the books about like how truth freedom the American dream I don't know if I've ever truly experienced it because as a child you think as a child you learn as a child uh, you don't necessarily get to understand things that a way that you can actually appreciate it such as uh, like for instance when I was in second grade I got a grant to go to a private school because I wouldn't have been able to my parents would have never been able to afford to send me to one and at this private school they every week there was some sort of cultural enrichment uh, thing that they did either they had um, either we got taken to somewhere to see a play and like sometimes it was like broad traveling Broadway and things like that or they brought people in to the school and we'd sit in the auditorium while they did uh, while they did a, some sort of cultural or artistic performance I was seven years old I want to say at the time I had no appreciation for it whatsoever I was more bored than anything because I had this because I was a hyper kid having to sit in one spot for multiple hours at a time this is what I'm talking about with like so I didn't have that appreciation so I don't quite know what freedom is the same way somebody who was in their say like my like uh, somebody who was in their 30s when uh, when September 11th happened here's what I can't say It is obvious that China has infiltrated our government in one way or another, whether it's through influence or it's through actual subversion. Same thing with Russia. Russia is actual subversion, and we know that, and also influence. So there's both there. Russia and China are both tied to the hip. They are very, very strongly allied, and they will do whatever they can to continue to uh, rise uh well, one, Russia, their economy is coming back from a near total collapse uh, a few years back, but they're on the way up. And China is doing whatever they can to put themselves at the top of the food chain worldwide. Joe Biden, knowing this, is sending we have what's called the strategic oil reserves we are at where I'm at the gas is three dollars and 43 cents a gallon this is a small town area the largest I am an hour outside of Pittsburgh maybe a little bit more and they're in the Ohio Valley and there is no reason that gas should be 343 a gallon but here we are and 
343 a gallon. Uh, that's like jobs around here don't pay very you're lucky if I'm talking like there's even like if you want to work construction where you do hard work and you're expecting to get paid well that's like $12, $13 an hour like it's pay around here is not good now he decided in his infinite wisdom that he's going to tap into the strategic oil reserves brilliant move actually uh they're there for a reason we put we put oil there for emergency situations this would be an emergency situation of sorts uh especially around the holiday season people are going to want to travel but instead of it being used for americans a large and by large i mean more than half portion of the uh, a portion of these reserves are being sent to China and India I do not see why we would need to be sending anything to China screw them they have the money and the resources to take care of themselves we are not getting in nearly enough in return India I all, unless there's some sort of OPEC embargo on them, I also don't understand the point of us sending them anything because that would be the only reason that India to send anything to India. Okay, for all I'm concerned, we might as well just get rid of uh, all the... Uh, Uh, there's just so much that, like, we need to just stop sending foreign aid. That's the easy answer. No foreign aid. But, um, you know, closing down the Keystone Pipeline and then our gas prices go up and then we trap into the oil reserves and instead of using them to help us, we're helping others. I am not anti-foreign aid when it's necessary. But we need to take care of ourselves and our own first before we start going worldwide and playing savior. That's all. Alright, uh, this is just a comment on a... Uh, something I got. Somebody was asking me about the I Hate Sports, uh, where I pretty much just bring up whatever I hate about the Steelers that week. Uh, I'm not going to be bringing that up anymore. Uh, at least not right now. Uh, this, as just a short little comment, basically the show involves me having to dig through a lot of negativity in general, and it's not necessarily the best thing for your for somebody's health to be digging through negativity all day. I don't need to be also sub subjecting myself to why I hate sports uh, and focusing on, more on things that I enjoy. 
Because focusing on what I hate isn't going to make anything better. I can just ignore it or turn it off. So, uh, that, so that segment will go by the wayside until the Super Bowl comes around and somehow the Patriots win again. That is where uh, you'll get to hear that segment again. But no, I am trying to uh, be a little bit more positive uh, where I can be. And sports, there's plenty of positives in sports. I don't need to be trashing it all the time. All right, that's the show. Uh, be looking forward in the future for a conversation with Admiral Washman. I have been in correspondence with him, and I hope to uh, interview him again. Uh, also, I said something about bonus episodes or uh, doing panels. Uh, February... 23rd go ahead and mark your calendars on that one uh gonna be in pittsburgh uh pa for a live show it is a panel about uh the myth of american exceptionalism and we will uh be tackling that because American exceptionalism, as people uh, will, as some will recall, was something that was taught very, very, very strongly in schools up until probably about mid-2000s. And it is... It, is it a... It's a very, very, very uh, dicey subject, so to speak. Because what does it mean, even, is the one is has always been a factor in that discussion. And uh, I actually encourage, I actually encourage you, uh, you the listener, go ahead and get involved with this, because uh, we're going to need to compile uh, questions to ask the panelists, just in case we aren't able to hold it open to the public. Uh, we will because of covid there's uh there's going to be some uh there be some barriers that we have to that we have to jump through but uh go ahead and send qu questions either voicemails text messages to uh 7402806915 about american exceptionalism anything in regards to it um also you could send emails to captain sino cocaine at protonmail.com uh, I also take any sort of comments or comments or anything like that you can also hit me up on Twitter Captain Sanos and I now have an official Facebook uh, address uh, Captain Insano podcast on Facebook uh, you can find me on Facebook I'm sure that's where most of you know know to find the uh, links to the show uh as always stay woke stay thirsty god bless america <laughs>